It's been a season of firsts, and they continue to roll in. Added this week the first win in St. Louis over the Billikens, the first winning Atlantic 10 record, and the first nationally televised feature on Fordham women's basketball. We'll cover all those topics and look forward to Rhode Island in a Sunday showdown with huge playoff implications with the St. Joe's Hawks at the Rose Hill Gym in this edition of the Stephanie Gately Show with Chris Marasco. I'm Mike Watson. We're on the heels of another 2-0 week. We welcome in Fordham head coach Stephanie Gately. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, doing, doing pretty, pretty well. Good. Nice. Coach, you had yesterday off. What did you do with all that time to yourself? I'm sure you just forgot about the game for a full day, right? <laughs> Suffer, celebrate to midnight. Come on, Mike. You know that rule now. Um, to be honest, it was, you know, we do a lot of tape and I think that helps the kids, you know, to visualize and see, you know, see our mistakes or the things that we do well. So to be honest, yesterday we spent like eight to 10 hours of just getting tape ready for today and tomorrow getting ready for Rhode Island. And coach back to business this week, Rhode Island coming up record wise. They don't really match up with you guys at all, but is there anything about this team that we may not know that might give you guys a little bit of trouble in your next game? Well, I just think, you know, I, I look at it, I always kind of uh, look at it from from different perspective. I look at it from the coach of Rhode Island, who's actually a friend of mine, Kathy Inglis, and I think it's a team that will play desperate because they are desperate, you know, and I think that's how I would prepare our team is like, you know, you, even like you look at a butler that just came into the gym and our men almost knocked them off. They're the te- one of the teams to beat. And for us, it's obviously a big game because it has implications for a potential buy down the road. And so every game becomes more important as we get further and further or closer and closer, I should say, to you know conference tournament time. Of course, that game on Thursday will be on WFUVsports.org at 7 o'clock. Coach, let's talk a little bit about the overall season because Rhode Island, obviously a big game coming up for you, but you locked up an Atlantic 10 tournament berth. Last year, you had to go into overtime against St. Louis at home to try and earn it and wait and see if UMass could win you know, somewhere else. What does it feel like to just have your team take care of business and get into the tournament? I think it's just a, you know, just a great accomplishment by the kids. They're, they've just done a terrific job all year long, and and again, you know, this year with 16 teams in the in the conference, that means there's four teams not getting in. And so therefore, you have to really work throughout your regular season to make sure you make it happen to get to get an opportunity to get to that next season. And coach, so much earlier in the season it was mostly Aaron Amara doing a majority of your team scoring, but now everybody really starting to pitch in your starting lineup is really having contributions every night from all five. Can you talk about how important that has been? for your success and how important it's going to be moving forward? I think the balance is critical. I mean, when we stepped on the court against St. Louis, obviously when we left here, we thought Mara would be in the lineup and she had a sprained ankle. And I thought Christina Gaskin did an outstanding job stepping in and actually ended up being a blessing in disguise because Christina gained confidence in that game. And I think it gave, it gave us another person come off the bench. You know, you know, Charlotte's slowly but surely making her way back, which we desperately need. We, we def, def, desperately need to have some type of help off the bench. And with Christina playing well and, and uh, Tyron Durant getting some minutes and now obviously with, um, you know, Charlotte hopefully coming back, you know, I, I think that will give us a little bit more depth. Let's talk a little further about that bench play. You bring Tapio hopefully back in a few weeks. Stoddart hopefully going to work her way back here. You've got uh, Gaskin playing a great game at St. Louis. How important is it going to be down the stretch here to get good contributions off the bench from Durant and Stoddart and those other players? I think it's going to be huge. Right now, we kind of have a you know kind of have a band aid keeping the team together because you know we had three kids play forty minutes against St. Louis and Sam played thirty eight, and so therefore it's a situation in which 
you know, you're obviously at your best. You, I think you start to see it wear us down in the second half against GW. I mean, just kids that are getting a lot of minutes, uh, there's a little bit of a let-up. There's, you know, our defense wasn't as sharp. If you look at our last few games, I don't think we've been as sharp defensively. So I, I think that it, it definitely wears you down, those minutes. And so, therefore, I think the depth will definitely make a difference. And you talked a little bit about Christina Gaskin. Is this a player we might see potentially a little more out of off the bench or maybe even in the starting lineup with the season coming towards conference play as we move forward towards the end of the regular season with now one of her or her best game of the season and maybe her confidence back? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Christina obviously earned herself some more minutes, and that's what I tell the bench all the time. I mean, Christina was a starter last year. And then she obviously had you know, run into having mono this year and was out for a while and seems to be hit with a lot of injuries. And, and so, therefore, as we talked about before, Christina would take one step forward and two steps back. And so now, you know, she had a very, very good practice leading into that St. Louis game. And, and, and I texted her the night before, as here's a great opportunity for you. And, and, you know, just have fun and make the most of it. And I certainly think she did. And I think certainly think that's going to help us as we hit the stretch run. Well, and continuing on with St. Louis a little bit, Samantha Clark, had another great game, her fourth A-10 Rookie of the Week nod. That's a program record. How valuable was she in those 38 minutes that she played against St. Louis, and, and how much have you seen her grow here just within conference play and, and you know going into hostile environments and playing very well? Sam's an emotional kid. I mean, she's a kid that just um, gets really down on herself. And, and I and I got I kind of laid into her a little bit at one of the timeouts at St. Louis because I don't I won't yell at you for missing shots. She didn't shoot particularly well that game. She missed. I thought you know she was like five for sixteen, but she what she did was I just didn't like the fact that she wasn't battling as hard. Like just, just you know she was you know beat, getting beaten to the loose balls and that I won't tolerate. And so I kind of jumped on her for that. And and I thought thought she responded extremely well in the second half. And and I even texted her after she won the rookie of the week again. I said, I'm just trying to help you be the best you can be. And she said, I totally understand, and I look forward to it. And coach, now four and one away from home in the Atlantic Ten. Your team's really starting to grow an identity, playing on the road, and they've come together a number of times without Mara. How much do you credit to your team's success away? to the older players on this team, the maturity and some of the experience they have? Well, I just think, again, you know, all the credit goes to the kids. I mean, basically the coaches, we're ready for practice. Our, our, basically, our time is practice. The game is totally on the kids. I mean, so it's, it's, you know, a lot of the game is obviously won in the preparation, but you have to have the kids that, you know, that carry forth that game plan. And, and so for us, you know, when you say seniors, really, you know, the ones that are on the court the, the most are, you know, Charlotte's been out the last two weeks, so it's been Ace, who I think has been playing outstanding. And I think it's just a different team. Even when, I, even when we went into the second half against St. Louis and even when we made that one run that gave us a little bit of space halfway through, I said, guys, it's a game of runs. And last year I would have seen a lot of fear in that, in that huddle. And I just kind of, what I do is at timeout, I just say, guys, you know, we do a ton of special situations in our practice. And, and was, I think they cut it to five with like a minute 50-something to go. I said, all right, pretend we're in our gym, our ball, up five, our jump. So we just try to keep them calm and relaxed. And, and this team has really, it's, it's a very much a player-led team. And so, therefore, it's been a pleasure because they kind of have taken ownership on this team. Now, I mentioned it in the open. CBS Sports Network came by a practice, mic'd you up, had a little feature there during the Dayton-Duquesne game, and kind of talked a little bit about all the things that you've done in the past few years to get a tradition going and all the players that have helped that along. I know Ace and Mara and Aaron all had the chances to speak a little bit to that. But what did you think about the overall piece, and, and what do you think it really tells about your program? Well, the kids laughed when I made the point about, you know, I don't know if I needed a six-pack or a case. <laughs> but that's because the first day, you, you got to put yourself in my shoes. The first day I worked, walked into that workout, there was four kids. 
I mean, or maybe five at the most. Ace was out because she had um, surgery, you know, um, some type, I guess, her wisdom teeth. There was another kid, Ari, who who was out in California. Uh, so it was just the numbers alone were like, oh, my God, you know, and I had no idea what I was walking to, into with the freshman class I was going to inherit. So it was kind of blind as to what to expect, you know, out of that group. And I, I just was so pleased by how they bought in, you know, and, and it, the, the really all the credit goes to them. And, Coach, just speaking a little bit further on that game, you played both of those teams to the top teams in the Atlantic 10. You played Dayton right down to the wire. Duquesne wasn't a great start for you guys. kind of got away early. But with the way your team's playing now, where do you feel you fit with those two teams and the rest of the top of the conference? You know what? I mean, when you think about it, we played those, those teams, with the exception of Charlotte, with a really limited bench. And so, especially with a Dayton who really gets up and down, um, it's hard. I mean, because you saw it start to wear us down when they went, they put that lead together up 17. So I think we are hopefully going to peak at the right time when we have some depth. And I, I really think, you know, and it's a good question, Chris, because last year I thought there was a major separation from the top. I don't think there's a, as much a separation as people think. I mean, as evidenced by Duquesne taking Dayton to the wire last night and then St. Joe's going and winning at Duquesne and us going and winning at Charlotte. The, the separation isn't what it's been in the past. I mean, all credit goes to Dayton for being able to go undefeated at this point, but you think about it, St. Joe's and Charlotte have one loss. We have two. Duquesne's you know, right there with three. So there's a lot of parity in this conference, and I think that's what makes it a fun conference. So we'll discuss the upcoming games here in just a moment, but right now let's go inside the huddle. And tonight we sit down with two sophomores making an impact on this squad, forward Liz Milner and guard Taryn Durant. Thanks for making it onto the show. First time, right? Yes, yes sir. Thank, thank, you, thank you for having us. First effort here, so hopefully a good one. Last night your team on CBS Sports Network being featured, a little piece about all that's happened this year. Taryn, Tell me a little bit about how this team has grown this year and, and what it was like to see the team featured that way. I think it was awesome. I think that's the best way to describe it. Um, watching the halftime show last night was amazing, just seeing our locker room or seeing our players on it and um, just talking about how much the program has grown within just two years. Um, coach Gately is a great coach, and we're great players that buy into her system, and I just thought it was awesome. And you guys have both been here in Coach Gately's first two years. We were around the team, but we don't really get to see what goes on behind closed doors. Can you talk about just the mentality she has and how she's so quickly changed the program into what you guys are right now? Okay. Um, she's definitely about the little things. Um, <laughs> literally anything. When it comes to wearing the same socks or uh, boxing out or crashing the boards, just little Which things. Which one of those was most important, the socks, the boards, or the, or the boxing they're all, out? They're, they're all, all important? They're, they are all important. Depends on who you ask. <laughs> yes, all important. So, obviously, the small things. Liz, how about you? What have you seen about the mentality that Coach Gately brings? She definitely believes that no matter what you should do, you should give it your all. So, if you're on the court, you have to give everything your all. If you're in class, you have to give it your all. You have to pay attention and she just wants you to give everything that you have at that exact moment because this is the only time that we have. And, Liz, let's talk about giving it your all. You've been injured for a lot of this year. It's difficult when you're off the court to try and make an impact, but it seems like you have a real role on the bench. It seems like you're always up celebrating the threes. Bench and captain. <laughs> Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about how you've tried to adjust to being injured. Well, as Coach says, it's important to give your all no matter what. So I definitely wanted to make an impact. And since I'm on the bench, that's the only way I do it. So I try to stay positive. And the bench, we all work together to just cheer everybody on and help 
give their all. And when Taryn goes out, that's when I get the most excited. <laughs> Don't tell anybody else. <laughs> and uh, I, I just want to credit Liz. I think that she does a wonderful job um, with everything that she does. All right, another two-part question for both of you guys. Taryn, you can start. Both of you sophomores right now, and this is a program that expects to have success for years to come. Do you guys get excited, not trying to look forward past this season, but just get a little bit antsy thinking about the possibilities for this team and your roles with this program? Of course. Um, it is very difficult not to look so um, so far in the future, but I think our program has so much more, so much more potential. I think we're doing a great job now, but we're going to be even better as soon as time goes on. So. As you've seen, our program's improved astronomically in the last few years from going from 0 and 29 to how well we yeah. are doing now. And it's hard to imagine Sam with the confidence that she'll have in maybe a year or two. And, I mean, she's already getting Rookie of the Year four times, which is a record for our school, which is amazing. So it's definitely definitely hard not to look in the future and see how great each player could be. But we also have to stay in the present and focus on every game. I'm going to check with the judges. Is astronomically the biggest word we've had on the coaches show this year by number of characters? It's it's close. I have, I have no idea what it means. No, so. it's oh, got to be. <laughs> Fair enough. But obviously uh, you, guys, <laughs> you guys are uh, playing in a week where the schedule's a little different. You guys have Monday off from practice after mm -hmm. winning on Sunday. And then Thursday you play a game, which you haven't done all year. And then you play again on Sunday. How do you kind of adjust your schedules a little bit with the way things are going this week? I think our coach is great about giving us time to recuperate, um, just get hydrated, stuff like that. And then um, as soon as we come back, we do give it our all. Um, and we are very focused on game film and practice the scouts and stuff like that. So I think um, that's all credit to our coaching staff. I think she is marvelous at doing that. And yeah. uh Oh, go on. Go no, you, on. You go for it. All right, I'm going to go for it. So Sam Clark now, Mike said it, that four times she's been freshman of the week in the Atlantic 10. With her being the only real freshman who really sees a lot of time on the floor, what was it like for her, the environment coming in, and just from a comfort standpoint with the returning players and how you guys welcomed her? Um, We definitely welcomed her. We welcomed all of our teammates, no matter if you play a, all 40 minutes or if you play none. Um, But I, I would definitely say that Sam was really nervous. Like, I remember um, – during summer session, she would, on Facebook, Facebook message all of us, and we were always worried about the gauntlet. So she was saying, how much should I run preseason? How much should I run in the summer? And she was she was really nervous. Um, but I think she's settled in, and she's getting confidence with every game and every practice. Definitely. I, I was actually Sam's host on her recruiting visit, oh. and I could see from there that you know she just wanted yeah. to fit in with the team and just do what everyone else wants, which is how our team is. Everyone's like a family, and we just want to do what everybody else wants to do. We don't want to kind of cause waves within the team, but we all get along very well. So basically you're taking the credit for Sam Clark's success this year. You're the she reason is. why. Oh, absolutely. You're the reason. She's the Yes. Absolutely. So we should just, just add your stats together, and that, that's that's what you've added. <laughs> of course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I should get 66%, right? Yeah, I All think right, that's deal. close. That's, that's pretty good. Now, uh, you guys welcome the broadcasters the same way, of course. I mean, oh, yes. you guys are so Love nice to us. Yes, yeah. just the kids on the farm. But anywho, let's talk a little bit about the uh, road trips you guys take. In the last couple months, it's been Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, St. Louis, Cincinnati, how do you guys kind of maintain a holistic approach to just you, you still have to be students, you still mm -hmm. have to go to practice, and, of course, injuries come up all the time. How do you guys kind of maintain focus you know, through it all? 
I think we do collectively as a team a really good job of studying no matter what environment we are in. So, I mean, you could see us at the airport and oh, everybody yeah. will have a book out or doing oh, yeah. something. We'll be on the plane, even on the bus. I mean, it's hard because I think a lot of people get bus sick, but everyone will still do their work because we're missing classes. So mm-hmm. luckily we have a lot of friends in our classes who help us catch up and our professors are extremely nice. But it definitely is hard to always stay focused, knowing that you're missing something else no matter what you're doing. And for both you guys, you were both freshmen last year, and you both saw some solid minutes on the floor. Was it tough to welcome three new players who contribute the way they do offensively and defensively this year to kind of welcome them, But even though your roles may decrease with them joining the team? I don't think it was hard at all. I think it's amazing to just go and, um, like we said, do our roles on the bench for the most time. I think it's amazing to watch other people succeed because other people's success is our own success as a program. We're not individualistic type of people. We are collective. We are one team. Well, and, and let's go a little bit further. When you talk about success, last year you waited till the last day of the season to get into the A-10. Tour. I'm sure it was on purpose. <laughs> waited for another team to suspense. have to lose. And so you guys really had to, a little bit of suspense is probably the best way to put it. Liz, what's it like to have this team already in the tournament with four games to go as opposed to last year? I mean, I still feel like we have a whole lot of unfinished business. Oh, we, yeah. we still have multiple games throughout this season. We can't look past any game. It doesn't matter what a team's record is. doesn't matter how they've been doing. As Coach always tells us, you have to look at every game as if it's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And with you guys being ranked 11th preseason in the Atlantic 10, and now you've really come out and shocked the entire conference and a lot of other teams, was this something you expected in the beginning of the season that maybe only you guys knew about while there was a lot of doubters on the outside? Yes, yes. Um from the very beginning, our coach and and all of us believed in each other. Um, we took it as a personal challenge. It's, it was like, oh, you want to rank us 11th, we're going to show you what we can do type of approach. Um, and I think we are executing in that, and we just need to keep going and take on teams and win those games. I'm going to need to ask Coach about it a little bit later on in the <laughs> show, but right now, Harlem Shake. <laughs> I need to know whose idea it was oh, and what each of you were doing in that video. Um, that was I actually <laughs> had been – I saw the WFUV one, I think there was. Uh, there was a media. I saw oh, – I know no, DJ no, that was, was DJ's it. TV show. Ah, oh, that's right. yes. I saw DJ's TV show, and right after I saw that, I said to Taryn, because we're roommates, I said, Taryn, I Lovely bet you roommates. in the next week they're going to ask us to do a Harlem Shake video. Mm-hmm. I think three days later, our coach, uh, Coach Whitney, Whitney mm-hmm. he asked yeah. for us to uh, bring props to practice and be ready to do the Harlem Shake video after practice. I think – the coaches, most of them didn't know what the Harlem Shake video was, but they definitely but got Salee into it. But Salee was awesome. <laughs> she oh, was, she was my favorite. Her and Laura she were was actually great. my favorite. Oh, Laura. <laughs> Laura, was, Laura was in the Ram costume. She was hilarious. <laughs> like the first skipping across the, uh, the scene. But it's smiling at you. Yeah, that was, that, it was creepy, but it was really crazy. amazing. And just, just a little more on that. We've seen schools all over having players suspended for jo- do- making those videos. We've seen what? teams. Yeah, yeah. We, some teams have been Why? A, a Division three football team yeah, that had what, all the half players their team? were suspended or right. they might have been kicked off. And just how cool is it to have coaches that are Wait, willing to, yeah. Were no. they like like naked or like no, alcohol they, in the background? There was no alcohol. I think it was just, it was in the locker room. That was, they, it wasn't they weren't okay insane. with it. But your coaches are, what, what's that like to just see that astronomical difference? <laughs> I just think that really is insane but I think it speaks um volumes about our coaching staff we are very down-to-earth people um from coach Gately down to James or Jenna like we're all very um young at heart I think <laughs> I think that's fair Liz what were you doing in the video um actually m- 
Emily, whose foot is broken, we created oh. what we call the cripple dance because <laughs> oh she couldn't God. dance on one foot. So it it's mostly hopping around on just one foot, whichever you choose. And we were just hopping around on one foot the whole time. That was that was our dance move for the oh Harlem Shake video. Karen, you were... I was kind of like a, in a genie outfit or MC Hammer looking thing with a vest and, and, and big big pants. I was just jumping around and shaking my hair and stuff like that. So um, just having a good time. Sounds good. Guys, thanks for coming on. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Us. Appreciate it. Back with Coach Gately here. Coach, let's talk about Rhode Island for just a moment. Chris brought it up at the opening of the show, but – this is a team, it, it would be easy to say that it's hard luck. They're 0-9 in conference. They play again tonight. Could be 0-10 going into this game. How do you make sure your team is prepared for this one? Well, I mean, I think our kids, it's a, it's a break group. You know, these, you know, these kids, they're not somebody that's going to look past anybody because it, it doesn't matter whether it's Rhode Island or whether it's Dayton we're going to. It's the difference between us getting one of those buys and being one of the top seeds and not. So, really, it's irrelevant who we're playing because it's the difference of putting us in the correct spot in the standings. Plus, you know, creative, creatively speaking, there's four Rams in the country for mascots, and um, we have played two of them. We beat VCU, we beat Colorado State, and the remaining one would be Rhode Island. We would like to be super, the king of the super Rams. Super Rams, yes. King of the Rams. And, Coach, on the plane ride home, you mentioned that this may be a little bit of a trap game. Is there a difference between this year's team and last year's and how you approach a game like this against a team with a poor record and the mentality of your players? Yeah, because last year we were also one of the teams with a poor record. You know, so it was one of those things where it's just like, you know what, if we want to get a playoff position, man, we got to buckle it down. But in this case, it's a mature team. This team has matured as we go along. Like, even when, you know, it's interesting enough, if you watch our bench, you know, even or the whole team, when we beat – you know, St. Louis there, you know, there wasn't like hooting, hollering. It was just like job done, job well done, you know. And so these kids feel there's unfinished business. It's not like we're going to go celebrate something because we really haven't finished anything. And I think these kids understand the magnitude and importance of the Rhode Island game. Coach, let's go ahead and look forward a little bit. Only get to do this show once a week, so we have to, for just a moment, overlook the Rhode Island game and talk about St. Joe's. Highly ranked team coming into the Rose Hill gym. How valuable would a win over them be, not only for the Atlantic 10, but even talking about postseason tournaments, how important would it be? Obviously, it'd be huge. But, you know, Mike, I think sometimes when you look past the actual game and try to worry too much about all the things that affect it, you overthink. And so, therefore, you let the game become bigger than itself. Those things will end up taking care of itself by taking care of business. It's obviously it's seniors' last home game. So it's also a game in honor of my dad. Take a kid to a game, the Harry Vanderslice game. So it, there's a lot of special meaning. I'll have at least 100 fans there of my family. You know, so and I think all the seniors will have a lot of fans there, and hopefully the students will come out to this. So um, it, it's for a huge spot in the standing. So th- there's so much more that can be accomplished with the win, but the other stuff, the you know, the, the postseason, all that stuff takes care of itself if you just kind of focus on the fact that it's just another game. Even though we know it's more than that, you got to play it like it's that. And Coach, still not trying to look too far ahead, but one of the things you talked about, one of the things your team does so well is you hang in these close games with some of these top teams, hang around, hang around until the final minutes when it's your turn to strike and finally eventually maybe climb over that hump. Is that sort of your mentality 
for this season and the playoffs, you know, stay towards the top teams in the conference. And then as the season starts to wind down, you strike at the last minute. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the Charlotte game, it's a great example. I mean, you know, Charlotte had a three-point lead, seven-point lead. It kind of kept bouncing back and forth. And then as we got closer to that four-minute timeout, which to me is that pivotal time, I think you, I think against those top teams, you've got to be in that six-point radius to be able to pull that off in the last four minutes. It's just that's kind of the, the little magic number that you have. And, of course, you've you got a team fouls coming to play, how many timeouts you have left coming to play. You know, so there's certain things that are definitely pivotal in that in that situation. But, you know, for us, you know, we want to hang around to those last four minutes in that media time, and, and that's when it becomes one mini game in that last four minutes. Coach, final question. I watched the Harlem Shake video by the Fordham women's basketball team. I got moves, team. right, Mike? I got moves. Was that your best Vanna White prize wheel presentation it's, look? I'll pound me out on that, Mike, because I was trying to pull Vanna. I was like, okay, Vanna, you have nothing on me. You know that? No, I, she doesn't. You know, she, Vanna has nothing on me. All I got to do is, you know, drop about eighty. You know, put on a size zero <laughs> dress and uh, and maybe get a boob job. You know, and then we're all set. So um, I think it's a situation in which you know it was fun. It, it, it the you know Whitney, our video coordinator, told me that it was a situation in which a lot of people were doing these these tapes, and I just thought. You know, it's something that would be, I think, be fun for the team. And, Coach, not to put any more pressure on you, but I think once you see the WFUV Harlem Shake video come out, there's going to be no some No way, new that's home. coming out? I hope so. Oh, please there, let there's me know. Talk of it. There's talk of it. Let me know when that's coming. I'll be one of the first ones to view that. I, we want you to, I, I want her in Is it. Is Loveness in it? I oh, hope definitely. so. It's up to him, uh, isn't it? Loveness center, 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 <laughs> center. Couldn't imagine center. a better way to leave this show. That's going to do it for this edition of the Stephanie Gately Show here on WFUVsports.org. Make sure you download our podcast weekly on iTunes and stop by for the latest women's basketball talk right here on WFUVsports.org. Our next women's basketball broadcast is Thursday, February 21st, when the Rams battle the Rams of Rhode Island at 7 o'clock with the one-on-one pregame report coming your way at 6.55 right here on WFUVsports.org. Then it's an Atlantic 10 showdown at the Rose Hill Gym on Sunday against St. Joe's. Rams Hawks tips it too. With the one-on-one pregame report coming your way at 155 on WFUVsports.org. The executive sports producer of WFUV and the Stephanie Gately Show is Bob Ahrens. Our thanks to women's basketball director of operations, Jenna Cosgrove, for her weekly assistance. And to our guests this week, Coach Stephanie Gately and sophomores Taryn Durant and Liz Milner. For Chris Morasco across the table, I'm Mike Watts. Have a good night, everybody. Fordham Women's Basketball and the Stephanie Gately Show podcast is a production of WFUV Sports.